0: big red ridley and then samus is like shooting and i'm like yes that so i um i popped it in and it was way too hard for me and i could never really get too far into it but i like like running around and shooting and i love platformers so i really didn't like play it play it until it came on the Wii console what was that like 2012 maybe and that's that's kind of my history with it
1: this is actually the first Metroid game I played Mm. and I had to write this down because I knew I was going to forget it I wrote here notes for uh dumb brain and it was going to slow my mind but that is actually the first Metroid game I played was Super Metroid I didn't have I never owned a Super Nintendo but all my cousins did so whenever we would go over to their house uh, I'd play whatever games they had on which in this case it just happened to be uh Super Metroid I'm sorry I'm just (laughs) I just paying attention to the picture that you put on the on the slide, Zach, for this uh, the meme, <laughs> the meme. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. So that was that it's was
2: really hard to read the show notes for like anything <laughs> because of all the gifs. Yeah, and, and the, memes. the memes.
1: Yeah. To yeah, get with it, which is we gotta say, like just. Although, Tyler, you've only spoken for a little bit. It's nice to have someone who's uh, so used to podcasts and is very well spoken because uh... This thing gets off the rails real quick real quick
0: <laughs> i think that's what makes a good podcast is when you you go off of those rails.
1: <laughs> it was off the rails real quick but yeah so that was the first game and i remember this is the one that i was super excited to play every single time but it seemed like all my cousins who had a super nintendo had this game and i was i was okay with playing you know mario games and whatnot on there but metroid super metroid was the one that always got me excited and the one i always look forward to playing the most so a little bit sad that I never owned it, but I, I love this game.
2: Yeah, I'm a little bit sad that I never owned it either, actually. Especially for the the Super NES. I think Zero Mission was, like, the first game I really played through, mm-hmm. like, fully. And I think this was, like, the second thing. Because, like, I maybe had dabbled in it before, but, like, was not really... You know, didn't really know too much about Metroid, but it was like, you know, I think we talked about how good Zero Mission was. And it's like immediately you realize, like, I got to go back and play these games. So I literally worked backwards chronologically from when it was released, not from how you should play them.
0: (laughs) Especially because Zero and you could correct me if I'm wrong. Zero was the immediate sequel or was it is it fusion? what came right after super metroid on the gba it's a fusion thought it was zero mission might be zero then okay yeah i think it was i can't remember and then i think fusion came out after that
2: man you know you could tell we did our research
0: (laughs) it was like the same system same time it's basically the same game
3: yeah i was like oh super metroid okay i'm just gonna gush about this game no research necessary
2: there really wasn't it's like to be such high praise this whole time yeah. i think it's like one of those games that you know even if you don't like even if you play it and you don't finish it you have such a high regard for it and that totally. was what hit me right away was like you just have a taste of it and you're like oh man like you almost already know what it's about totally and, in a good way not in like a bad way that it's predictable just again like a refreshing like oh yeah this is what this is and you might have like such a almost like a special like memory where it's like put away on its play like pedestal in your in your memory. And you didn't even finish the game or fully complete it or whatever. Yeah, this is a game I played much later, kind of working back from being introduced to Metroid. But it's, I mean, pretty special.
3: Yeah, it holds a special place in my heart because this is the game. was well, two games that I had, even as like a child, like regret over not being able to sit down and play. And the two games, mm-hmm. Super Metroid and Earthbound, and they were two oh, games yeah. that I had both seen like my friends' older siblings play, and I was just like, I want to play those games so bad. But I would try to go to. It was like we had Funko Land. Did you guys have Funko Land mm-hmm. before GameStop? Yeah. <laughs> and so it was Funko Land, and I would go there and see. And they would have Earthbound and they have Super Metroid, but they were always too expensive. I
2: was like, mm-hmm. ah.
3: So you're like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a lot of like regret over not being able to play those. So then the second I found out about emulation, those are the first two games I emulated. And I mm. had so much fun emulating those two games. And those are still two of my top favorite games ever. So that's mostly oh, my yeah. history with it. it was just starting. It just helped me get on a road of emulation for, for better or worse.
2: <laughs> I will say that about like, I played it first on emulation. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I've played it on the SNES Classic, and then also on the Switch now with their, and all three are just like amazing. It's so good to play it like portable
3: or on a TV. Like yeah. with that, with that. it's so good <laughs> either way. It does feel good playing with that Super Nintendo controller. There's just something it, special about it too. Yeah. Not that it's it's not bad to play it any other way. I'll play it anyway. I can if I had to, I'd do touch. Yeah, <laughs> I <I'd> swipe it. <laughs> it was I'd the swipe. only option. <laughs> that yeah.
2: good. I play it on my phone. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> right. Play it on my sidekick.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll cosplay I'll it. Sidekick.
3: I don't care. I'll get out there and LARP.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll LARP, I'll LARP outside. Yeah. Wow.
2: yeah. <laughs> do what do we Top have? Three games to LARP, too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Super Metroid's out there.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Find your local cave or sewer and, you know, Right.
2: The The most convenient wreck ship you can
3: find. Yeah. (laughs) Hey my uncle just got a boat. (laughs) We could ruin that real quick. Remember the boat times? Yeah. If anything ever happens to that boat, I'm gonna get like a police report. I <laughs> should cut that one out. But. That's episode
0: number one.
1: <laughs> yeah. No one, no one's gonna listen to this podcast. No yeah, one, especially not you know. my uncle. It's not your opinion. uncle.
0: Just <laughs> support anything I do. Yeah. You know, I'm going to wreck his ship.
3: Yeah. You know, like, there's
0: more pros too, right? It than
3: not. <laughs> So then, what is Super Metroid? is it just metroid but super do, do we have to talk about it like what, what why are we talking about this game like what what's the point
2: has anybody not played this game do you think there's like, like a, in in our four squares oh no no i mean like just in general out there out For there, sure out yeah. sure like i mean there's like who do you think hasn't played it though because like
3: children My uncle. My uncle. uncle. (laughs) As far as I know.
0: Um, like my wife hasn't played it. I know she's definitely not, hasn't played it.
1: But is she into games?
0: No, not even kind of. Yeah. I think if you're into platformers, you've definitely played Super Metroid. It is a platformer at heart, but it is so much more. I was trying to like write notes and, and figure out how to like articulate what I wanted to. Say about about it, but it it's more almost like a cinematic uh, thing than a game. Like it is definitely a game, but there's so many like cutscenes in it in a, in a SNES game, which is crazy that there's so many cutscenes and it's like during gameplay. And I think that that is so uh, unique about it. It's really really cool.
3: I had, to, I had to take a personal oath before this that I wouldn't say environmental storytelling like 25 times. <laughs> it has so much of like what Tyler said. It's just so good. It's just like there's so many little moments and little touches that just shows like very masterful attention to detail, in my opinion, as like as game developers and it's just like from an artistic standpoint. Like one is like that area where there's like the little bugs that don't really hurt you, but they create light. Like, I love that. And you
2: can shoot them out. And if you shoot
0: them out, it gets darker. Oh, so good.
2: And they have patterns, too. So you can actually like, you know how to time it to jump through them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Like, I just
3: kind of love those little moments in the game that like it's not anything difficult. It's not challenging, but it just shows like a lot of care and thought into the environment. And that's just so cool. Mm
0: -hmm. And one thing I will say about specifically game design is when you take a look at metroid and then metroid 2 so for those that don't know met super metroid was the third installation of the metroid series and it was the first and only i'm gonna say that cautiously only metroid <laughs> game that came out on the snes and sometimes when you play older games retro games you kind of have to give it a bit of slack for being old and it's like oh well they had limitations with this system and, and with super metro you definitely don't have to it, it's solid no matter what time period uh you played in uh i feel like the technology of the time the 16-bit kind of caught up to what they wanted to do in game design because it, the movements are super smooth you can shoot in eight directions now and it's just so cohesive with the storytelling aspect and then the actual like mechanical gameplay of it moving around and jumping and stuff.
2: hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's I definitely like sure. the f- first game that because like, I feel like we had such a like special love for the original Metroid and Metroid two, but there was like that caveat in recommending it where you're like, I know it's not for everybody. I know the remake like might be better. Like I even with the original we're at the end of it. I love the original and I was kind of like if somebody was asking I'd recommend playing Zero Mission first and then mm-hmm. work your way there. So, but you don't have that hesitation with Super Metroid. You're like play it, you'll love it. Like there's no nothing, there's no caveat to recommending it. Like if you like, even if you just like video games, <laughs> you can, you can literally have that broad of a, you know, canvas to be like, if you like video games at all, just play that. You'll enjoy it.
3: <laughs> I think especially with Switch Online, I like that it takes the difficulty of hard games and it doesn't like change it. It doesn't neuter it so much, but there is the fact that you can use a save state You can rewind Mm. a couple seconds of gameplay if you're very frustrated. I mean, those are things I don't really touch, (laughs) Mm. but I think it's really cool that they're there.
0: Well, you're a purist. True, true, full, fully you're a purist, which is great. But yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, it's
2: nice to have it like accessible if you want it, but it's not in your face. Yeah, it's It's not not pushed on you.
3: It's not forced. But I do think it's amazing. You can like, like you guys were saying, like you can take Super Metroid as it is, you know, 1994, and bring it up, 2021 to the most triple A game, and it has totally. legs. It totally. runs up yeah. against it if not totally. outruns
0: it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's got it. the speed boost.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> High jump and everything. Screw attack. I think
1: this is. I think this is the Metroid game that really cemented the the Metroidvania. Phrase this one and then I forget which is the Castlevania game that that does it too, Mm -hmm. but as far as Metroid goes, uh, I think the super part of it is really an understatement for what the game does because it does change it doesn't change the formula too much Uh, it's still Metroid Uh, it's not. in in essence it's not a whole lot more different from the uh, 86 and from metroid 2 but it does bring elements to it that enhance the storytelling the gameplay and it brings it to to a whole another level uh, which is part of the reason why it stands as such a a timeless classic and why so many other games especially indie games if you guys have played any indie games they try to strive for what this. the type of setting that this game has put on, uh, some of the controls, um, mechanics, all that stuff. So it's, it's really cool to me, at least in that regard, That's a game that can be quite a few years old can still uh, inspire so much new people nowadays.
3: Yeah, I was thinking too, when I was playing it, like because we just were fresh off of playing Metroid 86, Zero Mission, Metroid 2, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of, like, somebody back then that would have only played 86, then two on the Game Boy, and then get this. You know what? Eight, okay. eight years later is my math bad. But, yeah, 86 to 94. And uh, I think my math is bad, but oh, well.
0: No, that's right. <laughs> okay,
3: good. years. Not a numbers guy. Got to uh, through. But just imagining, like, kind of growing up with the game and then going back to Zebes, and then for sure, not really explained, okay, why is Craig back? Why is Ridley back?
0: Why is mother brain back? Why don't I have any of my powers from before? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then also like, at first I was like, well, that's kind of like, it's just kind of like the same thing over. But then when I thought about it, I was like, well, no, it's, it's not really because it's advanced civilization. It shows character progression. It shows, okay, these, these threats that I eliminated, Samus eliminated okay. are now back. And they're stronger and they're more severe and they're more dangerous and they multiplied. And I just thought that was really cool from like a sentimental standpoint of like growing up with a game and then getting a sequel like eight years later in your life and playing mm-hmm. it and the impact of that. So I was like, that's really actually really cool. Cause they really actually, hit it out of the park.
2: Yeah, that's actually a good point. Cause you think about like when we think about the world, like the actual design. And the world building of Metroid, you know, we're kind of looking at it, you know, for myself, like, I'm looking at it, I already came in later. So I already kind of have all that in my head from the later games, and then Mm -hmm. I'm working backwards. Mm -hmm. But it would also be cool to see, like, you know, you're only working with the NES, and then the Game Boy graphics, that weren't even in color, you know, and then all of a sudden, you're taking that jump where it's fleshing out this whole world, like how awesome that world looks in Super Metroid like it's flushing out everything that you kind of you know the earlier stuff was kind of like sparking that imagination I would think but Mm -hmm. it's not really that detailed you know it's really cool and it's you know it's it made it work to the environment and really like add to the effect of the game Mm -hmm. but it really is like fully fleshed out in Super Metroid so even just seeing the like artistic jump that it takes had to be kind of exciting
0: I was just gonna say to go along with that it's like when you read a book And let's say it's like a sci fi book, and it describes like the planet or whatever you're on. But then if you see like a really good uh, live action adaptation of that book, it's like, oh, man, it's so much better than my imagination. And uh, yeah, I I agree with that.
3: Yeah, I think too, on a visual level, like that jump to like sub um, sub pixel animation. Have you guys ever heard about that? It's basically where Mm -hmm. they, if you can only navigate so many pixels, right? In like a 16-bit game. So instead they just shift slightly some of the border colors to make it look like motion. Like they do that on Samus suit. If you just sit still, it looks like she's breathing. But like it's so, so cool. cool like it's just those little touches of care again that it's just like that's amazing like
0: that, that hits me in like cool. a
3: sentimental place <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah yeah i imagine
2: yeah. yeah somebody sat there and wanted to design that you know yeah, like to, yeah. to put so that working through yeah. what do i like awesome. think of
0: that because it's like yeah. okay obviously we have these limitations on a 16-bit mm-hmm. console yeah but let's break the game or let's break the code To make the game better. That's so cool. Because if they were to
3: like even just move Samus suit one pixel out and one pixel in, that drastic amount, she'd look like she was like ballooning. Right. Whereas this looks so natural. Like it's so cool. On a Super Nintendo game. Amazing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There,
1: There is a lot of attention to detail in the way it's designed. Like I think this is also the, I guess the epitome of Metroid... Game design where they, they make a good use of foreground and background to make yeah. it feel immersive, even though it's really just two D. You're you're really moving in in a two D environment, but they use they make really good use of foreground, background, uh, shadows, the the scope of uh, proportions to you know the, the different monsters that you fight. They include little details that are completely unnecessary, I guess. In in they affect nothing in terms of how the game progresses. Sure, but like even at the title screen. Where they show the little Metroid uh, and then yeah, the on the to ground. remind
0: you what happened. Yeah, yeah. so cool. Uh,
1: I think before you get to Crate 2, there's a Galactic Federation officer that's mm-hmm. deceased. But even like small things like that, it affects nothing in the way the game progresses, but it does bring out a lot of story to it, a lot of tension and detail, which I think is really, really cool.
0: For those who maybe are familiar with the metroid series but have not played super metroid maybe you have played it but it's been a while it takes place after metroid 2 and at the end of metroid 2 you save the last metroid and it's like this little tiny baby and it imprints on you and you i got to play this recently because i never played it back then but it's super like cute and and yeah. you <laughs> escape with it and it's, it's like oh it's your buddy and then you find out that it is you know there's the last Metroid and it's on um what's the space station where you first arrive at? What's it called? Zebus station or something? Zebus is, no, so is the planet? No, so Zebus is the planet and then it's like a
3: code. It's
0: like
1: S- SR
3: S- something. Is, is it SR three eighty eight or something? I think it is. Yeah. Oh,
2: SR
1: okay. SR388 is the home planet, or I guess the, oh, yeah. the breeding I'm ground. So sorry. Or
2: we have country? to step into Miguel's lower corner. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <Lauren. laughs> this is
1: Lauren, the mega expert. Go ahead, Lauren? Please the space colony or the research station whatever you want to call it where
0: yeah uh, the, where it first it starts in the game
1: where it first first starts in, the game. in this game it's... in
0: in super metro so you, you yeah. arrive like on the colony like the the space yeah. station almost what is that, that called?
1: i think that one's called Ceres.
0: Ceres, okay yeah because it's like c-e-r-e-s right yes okay so you arrive I'm sorry. <laughs> Derail. You arrive at the station. We're backtracking. It's oh, we're you the, the Metro the
3: lore podcast right now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and um, what's super cool about it, and I just kind of want to gush for a second, is it legit feels eerie. You feel it like feels not scary, but it's like this is weird because nothing is happening. And it's like too quiet. Um, I can't remember what the music is like, but it's not comforting. And then you go through this space and it takes maybe like, I don't know, five minutes to get through. And then you, you find the Metroid that you saved and it's like in this little container and it's super tiny and you're like, okay, I'm going to go pick it up. And then Ridley arrives and just starts wrecking you and you're like, crap like i don't have any of my weapons i've left them somewhere i don't know where they are but i can't like fight ridley and you start shooting at it and then he picks up the metroid and leaves you there and then now the space station is blowing up and then you have to leave and that's like the first part of the game and it's like good oh man you just reminded me about that first like that
2: moment you know you go through that you're going down that tunnel and then yeah. you go over and encounter all that right. that moment where you like do that thing with Ridley and you start leaving yes and you realize like they now they're space pirates right and you're like and,
0: and the whole time
2: you weren't you didn't see them before that and then you're figuring out in your mind you're just like that entire thing i just went through is going to be full of space pirates now yep. <laughs> like yeah. that
0: moment yeah that is such a good moment <laughs> so good and then That's you you moment. you know it gives you a timer and obviously it's not that difficult to, to get back in five minutes but it, it's really cool i really like when games explain how to play the game without saying anything Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I think that that's a really cool thing. Like Mega Man does that super well, mm-hmm. uh, especially like Mega Man X. But in Super Metroid, it does that because on the way there, like you're learning how to jump and stuff. But then when you have to come back, now you have a time limit. Mm-hmm. Now you have to figure out like how you shoot things and you're able to get back to the ship. So it's not really super difficult, but it does teach you how to play the game. And it's like, Oh, okay i guess i'm going to Zebes now and like now the game starts yeah it's, it's so like cool. building you up yeah right
3: i, I love yeah. too you see the the super effects chip and the super nintendo at like its finest because when you when you drop down that shaft you know you can't mm-hmm. jump up it's too high but then mm-hmm. when you go you confront ridley and come back the super effects chip they make it to shift the sprite palette so like so
0: oh like it's yeah like an issue.
3: and then you can you can make your way back up now i you can love appreciate. that like like it's collapsing like it's moving (laughs) yeah like Like it's like i love they always make the world feel really organic and and real in a pixel like pixel art so i just love that because it's just Mm -hmm. it's so possible but it's people generally i feel like don't want to put the work in to just do those little details that make it come alive so i think it's just such a good it's so good (laughs) another cool thing about that actually did you guys try to um i saw this on the internet like a couple years ago and i was like oh next time i play i'm gonna try this so i tried it this time if you you know you can learn ridley's boss pattern pretty good if you shoot him enough he'll turn red and drop the metroid the baby metroid did you guys i always
0: like i always wondered if you could actually beat him yeah never like was able to
3: (laughs) So you can't beat him, but if you hit get enough damage, he'll he'll drop the little capsule with the baby Metroid on the ground and then pick it mm -hmm. up and fly off.
0: See, it's stuff like that, man. it's like that's
3: cool.
2: It's like what what
0: what Maggie was saying, it's like it's unnecessary, but it's so much better than if it was just like, oh, he just left.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they didn't just like break the game to make a cool mechanic work. It's just like they broke the game to make like
0: a good story that doesn't
2: mean anything. (laughs) You know, it's in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really affect how you play the game. It's just so cool. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I was wondering what you guys felt about the uh, difficulty of the game, because we kind Mm -hmm. of touched on that, like how handholdy or not handholdy some of the older ones are, especially compared to their remakes. What do you guys think about the difficulty? Like, where does it fall, you know, compared to especially like the other games? Because it's kind of a bridge between You know, we're getting to that point in the series where the technology is like kind of a bridge between the originals and the remakes. It's kind of that in-between now.
1: I don't think it's the most difficult Metroid game. Uh, I think for a casual gamer to, to pick this up, would be fairly fairly easy uh, there will be i don't think there would be a whole lot of there wouldn't be much of a learning curve i guess a lot of like the little tricks while jumping and, and shine sparking could be but then again this game does also teach you how to do those things eventually if you put enough time and effort into it so and even if you stick around i don't know if you guys noticed i only did this because i was busy doing other things while i was uh, booting up the game if you buy for, if you wait enough at the title screen for the little, I guess, gameplay to come on after. It'll show you a lot of tricks, like how to use bombs to reach higher elevations and things like that, which is pretty cool. They can let you intentionally, or I guess it's put there intentionally to to tell you or to teach you that you can break what would seem like the ideal path or the way that you should go about playing this game.
0: And and. I love that you said that because that's kind of what what i wanted to to talk about when corbin mentioned difficulty mm-hmm. is in games like zero and fusion i think it is very linear like not i wouldn't even say too linear because even then i i think that zero and um fusion were perfect for the gba because it's like it's a handheld system You kind of want like, okay, you have to do this mission specifically. And it's like, okay, I have only a certain amount of time to play on my portable. Let me play that mission. I finish, right? That's great. But Super Metroid is great because you don't have to do the path that it it kind of encourages you to do. What's really cool about it is you can do stuff like you were talking about, uh, Miguel, like having bombs uh, lift you up to places or doing like wall jumps and stuff like that. And that will put you in sections of the game that you may not necessarily be ready for. Like you might not have the various suit or you might not have energy tanks enough to, to go against like or or something else, but you can get there. And if you can do that, it creates you almost like get to dictate your own difficulty with the game, which is super like, that's, that's awesome. That's so cool.
3: I was gonna say that too. Like, if someone wanted a challenge mode, they could try to pick up the minimum amount of power-ups or something to to make mm-hmm. it more difficult. I do agree. I do agree with that. you guys have said too that it's not. It's definitely not the most difficult Metroid. I would say that's probably Metroid Two or or eighty six. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? it's like depending on OG what one. you find difficult. If you find hardware limitations <laughs> difficult, Metroid Two. Yeah, if you that's find, true. Yeah, you can kind of like Tyler said to choose your own difficulty and I, I think it's cool because for me this game strikes the perfect balance of I want to pick up a game that I want to challenge me but not so much that I'm walking away from it frustrated mm-hmm. like every time I put down this game I feel like really happy I'm like man that was so fun like I just had a little mini adventure yeah. <laughs> go about the rest of my day so I, I think that's really cool I mean, spoiler alert, this is definitely my favorite Metroid. <gasps>
0: <So>. <gasps> <laughs> but <laughs> what a controversial statement yeah, like, you wow, just wow. made. Oh, clickbait. Complete <laughs> clickbait. This is my favorite <laughs> Metroid game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the part that I, uh, the whole game was fine. And then I got to the Ridley boss fight. Mm-hmm. And I got <laughs> frustrated with like, how much of a jump in difficulty it was cuz it was like very <laughs> even kill and that then it was like true. oh this is very hard
2: oh pay attention <laughs> right
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very satisfying to uh you know when when you fight Ridley and then you finally defeat him oh and that just reminded me so like talk about we're talking about this game being so cinematic and it's like it just has these cool little like mini cut scenes that kind of interrupt your gameplay and I remember the first time I beat Ridley, I'm like at a sliver of health. And during that boss fight, he'll like pick you up and then you kind of have to like jump out of his grasp and stuff. And I'm at a sliver of health. I'm I'm wailing on him. I'm out of all my super missiles and my missiles. And he picks me up like one last time. And I'm like, oh, well, that's it. Like I got to start over, but I forgot, or I didn't realize that his death animation includes him picking you up one last time and then he drops you and then he dies so it's like so cool like you feel like scared and then you're like oh I I actually defeated him that's so good
3: (laughs) my absolute favorite cutscene in this entire game though is is Krokenmeyer's death
0: like Kroc- that talking Kroc- about so, so good. Great. I want to get like a little plushie so of Crocodile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so, so cool. Like he's like so fat and like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his tiny arms. <laughs> it's he's like a real cute, small little small uh, little plush. doll of them. Oh yeah, I like a Funko that. size. You know. Yeah. A little bit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not gypped. But I think that's that's the most grotesque.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Death. Death. <laughs> always heavy metal.
0: <laughs> Wait, you, you his I skin think, melts off. You don't. You don't think that that's funny <laughs> 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 definitely family
1: fun to Listen, kids need to learn that uh if you step into lava, your flesh is going to melt
0: up Otherwise, you're going to be Ed, jumping in there. Educational. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Except in right. Metroid
3: 86 and Zero Mission, you know that where they fake you out and you have to go into <laughs> the lava and it's not True, lava. Yeah. Right. So,
2: yeah. yeah they had to go back on that this is like a yeah. To yeah.
0: correct like, actually yeah, yeah. A, a psa from nintendo yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: we know what the other game said but.
0: <laughs> but
1: i think even that is really cool the way it's so detailed <laughs> and the way I, uh croquery is not the exception i think what is it the the chozo statue that attacks you um as you oh so good. Yeah. Yeah, That's the more damage too. you inflict to it, the more it deteriorates and starts leaking out whatever the heck is inside of it.
3: I uh, just love that it plays with your expectation too. Yeah.
1: yeah. You
3: know, it's so like, good. I just imagine, like I said, like earlier, playing 86, playing uh Samus Returns, and then jumping into this, and then and uh, both all those games, like you know, you always go to the Chozo statue, you get your power yeah. up, and then in this one, it's like yeah, you thought <laughs> right?
0: yeah you know? that's such a good night in the yeah. battle and yeah. so tight that you shoot missiles at it and it grabs them out of mid-air and then yeah. throws them at
2: you <laughs> so <laughs> good <laughs> that's really wild Man. uh the one other thing i thought about was the difficulty was the um i thought it was such a cool balance between being like a fairly easy game like mechanically and still not hand holding at all Like Mm -hmm. it didn't like it didn't give you anything, but it wasn't out of reach. It was like a really nice balance that I don't really think any of the previous games have had to this point. The one thing I noticed was like even just when you were jumping, like especially in those vertical spots with all the platforms, most platforms that you would jump onto would not set you up to naturally shoot an enemy. You would not be aiming like you would have to jump or crouch or do like a side like do an angled shot weird just to hit like a normal enemy, mm-hmm. you know, to clear the next. So like, just like a weird little thing like that, you know, where you mm-hmm. wouldn't just jump on the platform, turn, shoot. You would have to like figure think it about out what direction yeah. you were shooting, you know, just like something little like that. It didn't hand it to you. It wasn't hard, but it just like made you like, if you went into this game, cause I was thinking like, you can play this game for 10 minutes and enjoy it and progress a little bit, but you couldn't do it like brainlessly. You always had to, like, think about what you were doing mm. to some extent. It wasn't like you just would just, like, kind of go on autopilot. You know, there was always something that could, like, just kill you randomly. And you're like, OK, well, that was dumb, <laughs>
3: but it killed you still, you know? Yeah, so- I like the- I do like the um, the way when it does hold your hand, the way it chooses to is to, like, show you like, OK, this is how you use this new upgrade. I'm not going to yeah, show you. Yeah, but it doesn't again. do it for you.
2: Yeah. yeah, no, and it's like I'm not
1: going to show you again.
3: So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> take notes.
1: <laughs> I was going to say that's true because when, when we played uh, Gunman's Proof, I think that's one of the gripes that we had about boss battles was that there were uh, <laughs> blind spots, I guess, in a sense, like places where you could stand still and take no damage and inflict all the damage on the on, on the boss. Not all of them. There was there was there was quite a few, but that can be very. Um, it can take away from the joy of actually being involved in in the fight and having to move and having to to time the shots and angles and all that stuff yeah i think it, it takes away from a game there's which yeah. speaking of i just remembered you guys ever seen those uh, youtube videos of uh, someone playing mario party or yeah they're playing Mario Party. yeah
0: it's like um, luigi like doesn't move <laughs> yeah
1: I mean, luigi doesn't move for any other mini games and see how many he can win without it's
0: like up. all of them <laughs> what if you've never seen this you gotta look it up it's like the name of the videos are like luigi wins Mario party by doing nothing that's and amazing. it's literally that like it's him against the computer <laughs> like all the computers like jumping around and he literally just stands there and <laughs> wins <laughs>
3: Oh my goodness! It's like, like Luigi and Smash Brothers. He's the ultimate character. Yeah, <laughs> for that reason.
1: Yeah, until Waluigi comes around. Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, yeah. you mean the final character? Right. Final. <laughs> we'll find out this week. Is it is it Sora or is it Waluigi? <laughs> <laughs> no oh, me neither.
0: No me. What Robert is
2: You have any conspiracy theories for this game, Miguel?
3: Oh yeah, okay. this is Miguel's conspiracy. Or,
1: uh, I do, corner. I do, but I'm gonna wait until we get to the final thought when we start talking okay. about the. Okay. the
3: okay. Well, Carmen, the- I need you to make like I a little about
1: conspiracy that. chime, and we'll, we'll yeah. I forgot that. I was gonna do that. Miguel's conspiracy <laughs> <time. I'll laughs> definitely corner. do that this
3: week.
2: It's gonna.
1: It yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching it today. Have you guys watched the uh, Malcolm in the Middle? Enough to remember at least half of the episodes.
0: Of course. Yeah. Awesome. So there's a,
1: there's one episode where uh, where Hal finds his old radio from college.
0: Yeah, he does his own. He's like, a, podcast. He's like uh, kid Charlemagne.
1: Yeah, kid Charlemagne. <laughs> <laughs> he starts uh, spouting his conspiracy theories again, and it gets really petty. <laughs> when you get a uh, stop, when you get the ticket from a from an officer for passing a stop sign, <laughs> that's what I feel like when I go into the conspiracy. Phase. I feel like a Hal doing hit Charlemagne, you're like hunting the closet on your hand radio,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're like driving down to see how far your radio station goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like a two block radius, and that's it.
1: <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's so good.
2: <laughs> Another thing that kind of is along with difficulty was the maps, the map on this one. Mm-hmm. uh, So different than pretty much any of the games we've played up until this point. And I think because that was like one of your gripes before, Zach, about Zero Mission, right? Was that was the map, you know, Well, not the like, map,
3: but the, the blinking. But the blinking. The blinking you know? on the map. The it map gave was you a little blind.
2: It was a little too much, though. Yeah. What would you think of this one? Because you still had those... Like you, we, I know, I think we kind of touched on it a little bit. Was like, there were still those stations that would give you sections of the map, Mm -hmm. but there was no blinking lights and it didn't even show you doors. Like, it just had blocks next to each other. It didn't even show you like which way you could access everything Mm -hmm. in an interesting way. I thought that was kind of cool. It was like, it kind of gave you a grid, like a really decent outline of everything, but it really was not like a full map. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you really had to explore it to really um, like really fill in on that map. I thought that was a pretty cool touch.
3: Yeah. No, I, I like the way the maps are handled in this game for sure. I, I think a map is a necessary thing in a Metroid game. Like yeah. even as much as I love 86, I love I love uh, Metroid 2. With a map, it, it takes the game to another level of enjoyment. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> like, I don't it's think it's like brutal. necessary, but it's really nice. Yeah,
2: really nice. It's, it's a pretty nice quality of life yeah. improvement that's just like. <laughs> doesn't take away from the game
3: also 1986 was the era where people drew their own maps for video games like yeah (laughs) that's how you survived it you know yeah you needed to yeah
1: The, the map the map the addition of the map is something for at least what metroid tries to do i think it's it is necessary just because it does encourage exploration Mm-hmm. In the sense that if you don't keep a good track of where you are um, without a map, it can be very frustrating, especially with the, the size of, of the map, to go back and backtrack, um, which was my biggest gripe with Metroid 2 was the needless uh, backtracking. But with this one, you have a map at least to go, okay, I know I haven't been there before. Why couldn't I get there before? You go back and you, if you have enough upgrades, you can be like, okay, this is what I needed. Now I can go and explore a little bit more open up the map a little bit more. Um, and I do, I do like the way it's, it's balanced in that aspect where it gives you a general map of the area, but it doesn't show you everything that's in that area, there's still a lot of stuff that's up to you to figure out how to get there, or to complete the map uh, by exploration.
3: going into pros and cons. Does does anyone have a con? That's my question.
2: um this is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was
3: really, really trying to come up with too. cons. Like, I tried I was to watch really... YouTubers that didn't like the game, and that was even oh, fine. <laughs> oh, that was <laughs> even hard to find. Oh
1: um, I have I have one, but I'll I'll wait till you guys go.
0: Yeah, I only have one, and it's it's not even a con, it's a, in my opinion, like an actual flaw. It's not like I didn't like how they did this. I think they might have missed this, like when they designed it, but or they might not have. I don't, I don't know, but it's a gripe that I have and it's personal. So when you head off to Mother Brain, there's like this tunnel that you have to take and you like cross over. And in between getting to the other side of that tunnel, there's a safe spot. If you save there, great. Like, of course, you save there because there's the boss battle next. But when you, when you cross over that, arbitrarily that door like shuts and locks and you can't open it ever again so unless you have 100 ed the game before that moment you can never 100 the game on that save state ever again i think that's a flaw mm-hmm. and it is like my only gripe where it's like i mean obviously you get around it but just not saving it right there but that's my flaw
2: it's <laughs> oh, like you don't really know that until you do it once mm-hmm. and then you're like totally okay, well, i'm screwed right yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. that's the only thing you can think of uh i i think the music is i think it's my favorite part of the game and and i say that knowing that <laughs> the knowing that the the gameplay is so stellar the cinematic uh aspects of it are, are amazing but i think the music is just my favorite part of it it's so so good corbin's like tyler you can come back on every episode
3: Yeah, (laughs) I I see it on his face. (laughs) Well, we were talking about cons,
2: like the only, and then right, and then I bring in the music, music, and I was like, "He's like, I mean, I'm I'm cool with like having different opinions, but if we can't (laughs) agree, don't be wrong about them." Yeah, just (laughs) come on, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say the music. I think the the music is so special in every one of those games because it really highlights what we were talking about, just like the little touches that they think about. The way the music doesn't, it's not just a cool soundtrack, but it, you know, it's like one organism. It's all built in together. Like the music is the sound effects and the soundtrack, and it just is seamless with the gameplay. So I feel like on every one of these games, it's like such a high point because it underscores all those like Mm -hmm. little touches that they put on the game.
0: Yeah. Sorry, I was supposed to be talking about cons, and then I started talking no, about no, no, no. everything I liked about those.
2: You just gave me a little scare, but I'm glad yeah. that
3: it
0: break out. <laughs> that's what I like to do, I like to keep everyone on the edge. Keep it on the toes.
3: I think my my actually, I thought of a con is that okay. I just want more of this game. Like, <laughs> so sure I was
0: gonna say that. Yeah, but I actually I, I think it's it's like yeah, the yeah. perfect amount. Well, Honestly, I do
3: agree, like, but like just selfishly, like. <laughs> I'm probably gonna go find a ROM hack and try some other versions of it for fun. <laughs> just because I like that'd be cool running around. But I do agree, like as a, as a piece of art, like it's it's good. It's,
2: it's not really. lacking it's something. Good. You just want yeah. more. I just think, yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> I, maybe I'll play a randomizer. Have you guys heard of those people ROM no. hack it so you like, like every room is Zelda games, different. Zelda games too. Yeah, they just like the map, the items you get, the boss oh, battle or everything's randomized.
2: That's so, that'd so, like, a maybe cool. That'd be cool to try way that. this. It's for fun. So the only thing I was thinking about this is kind of weird is I'm like, I feel like this is me trying to really be nitpicky about it is like, I feel like some of the bosses possibly are a little arbitrary. They're all cool. And I liked all the boss battles, but it has a little bit of that. Like, you know, the boss is just in this room. It's like tedious
0: it- almost. It's like oh, yeah. I gotta it's kind of yeah boss. tedious,
2: like arbitrary. Like why is why is this boss just in the boss room? You know, oh, like it like, didn't make sense. Like it why? Doesn't, why is flim- really <laughs> yeah? It doesn't really make sense. It's just like he's in the boss room. That's where he is. That's the boss. You know,
3: <laughs> I, I always <laughs> took but that as like the 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 space pirates like Mother Brain like really stepped it up. Like their first go against Samus failed, so now this time it's like the bets are raised like it's more they really stepped up their their difficulty yeah, they really want
2: to get her i feel like they're just kind of like i don't know <laughs> they're just like in their boss room you know what i mean just like a little bit of that <laughs> are you telling a me a little want, bit you want
3: raid but, other places so, shooting belly button
2: yes yeah just well, to like more naturally find the bosses you know right. like a more natural he, he
0: wants he wants to go into craig's room and craig will be like Oh, Samus! I was just here tending my garden, yeah. and you barge in here. Yeah, let's fight. He yeah. doesn't just want Gray to just be in there doing nothing. Come on, you know.
3: Like, yeah. Come on. This is, this is like when they it's... added Ganon into Animal Crossing: New Leaf as a angry pig villager. You can get. So you tell is that one
0: hundred percent true? That's
3: what I want. Yes,
2: it's <laughs> fantastic. That's what yeah. I want. It, yes, yeah. <laughs> it's like. You know, it's so like because I feel like some of the bosses are very thematic and cinematic and it like just happens naturally. Like, like think about like when you fight uh, Ridley at the beginning, when it steals the Metroid, like Mm -hmm. that is such like a natural way to fight a boss.
0: Mm -hmm. I get what you're saying as opposed to just
2: I'm exploring. And now, you know, oh, I see this entrance. I know this is Kraid's lair and I need to go there and I need to fight Kraid in the boss room just because it'll unlock the next level. And it really is not that linear. It's not actually that bad. I'm just saying, like, if I really needed to be nitpicky, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like so much of the game is cinematic and natural that to have those bosses just be in a room seems a little off. Like, I feel like they could have done something with it, like to make it just seem play into the the cinematics of it. But it I don't know, it doesn't detract from the game, really. (laughs) Like, it doesn't take away from it for me. So.
1: But it, I, I think you bring up a you get you bring up a good point because I'll be completely honest. I don't know if you guys felt differently, but Dragon I had no recollection. Are you
0: serious? Head. That that was like my favorite boss fight besides Mother Brain. <laughs> really, <laughs> for the sole reason it, that you can shoot the little like electrical. Yeah, the grapple beam. Yeah, you can shoot that, and then him pick you up, and then you shoot the grapple beam, and just like electrocute yourself and him in the process. I thought that yeah. was so cool. That's such a cool way to do a boss battle. Yeah. That is
1: really cool, but yeah. I, I, like I, I'll be honest, I completely forgot he exists. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the one that I forgot existed was um, I can't even remember the name, but the worm.
1: Oh, that too. The yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The, Oh, that's more of
1: like
3: a mini boss. Right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, that's the true. I forgot about that. Dragon one.
3: worm thing,
0: yeah. whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: really like Dragoon. Drag Dragoon, says the name. Uh Dragoon. Dragoon. Oh, Thank you. And then I really like fan, fan-toon, mm. fantoon in the wreck ship. I like that boss battle too. There's a lot of
1: uh, there's a lot of conspiracy um, theories too with that wreck ship. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come on, lower corner, lower corner. Wait, lower let's corner let's, let's hear lower your, your con and then let's get into the wreck ship. <laughs> Please.
3: Why is that wreck
0: ship there? Please,
3: because I took my uncle's <laughs> boat.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
3: exactly.
1: <And> His uncle's <laughs> boat. <ship. laughs> That's what's gonna happen. I I I've heard a lot of different things, but none of them have seemed to hold any uh, held any water because they get debunked pretty quickly. But I think the fact that it exists is pretty cool. Like I think one, um, oh, no, I'll wait for this one. I'll wait for this one because it's really like intertwined with the with the little animals. <laughs> okay. Oh that.
0: man, I can't wait for that one. I'll um, wait for that. W- what's your con, Maggie?
1: Oh yeah, my con is with controls. Um, okay. and it's only the only thing mm-hmm. that really really bugs me is that you have to cycle through the select button like you have to match the select button to cycle through the different missiles and bombs and the upgrades that you get like the x-ray scope and the grapple beam
0: you can change that though The you button it doesn't have to it does have to be a button but it doesn't have to be select
1: right and mm-hmm. when
0: i map my buttons i do it uh on x so it's, like, okay. it's the top yeah. button, and oh. I can just, like, cycle through real quick. Mm-hmm. That's actually a good idea. I think Select a- isn't bad on, on the SNES
3: controller. That's also yeah. true. Like, on the joy con no, no, it's, it's so it's never, inconvenient.
1: You never use it otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Select button is never used otherwise. I just don't like cycling through the, yeah. the different
0: Mist weapons and app. stuff.
1: Just because, like, in a pinch, it gets really annoying if you don't. <laughs> yeah. times that's
2: true because uh, on, on the game, game boy because on the game boy like the so zero mission and fusion they do a lot better like that yeah. is true that is true, it true. Events, does it are, you like a little bit tighter controls i also
3: yeah, though both... by the end of the game unless i'm trying to get my super bomb or just open a door i don't even use the missiles because the charge shot does more damage
0: yeah that's towards like end game yeah. that's where the game yeah. lies
3: yeah. to you you think because you have it's... a limited
1: quality that they're stronger but they're actually
3: not they
2: yeah. a matter.
1: That's it's true. a matter of preference because mm-hmm. charge shot is more does a lot more damage, but missiles are so much quicker.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Miggy's trying oh, to speed run it. So, yeah,
1: right. And speed running, that's I would feel like that would be I don't I'm not into I mean, <laughs> I like watching speed runs, but I couldn't do them because it's too much stress. And I under pressure, I crack real quick. Uh, <laughs> I like, um, have an emotional crisis right then and there. But <laughs> felt
3: like Krakowmaier.
1: Yeah my face will melt off <laughs> um yeah i think that's the only gripe that i have again it's a non uh, consequential con in the sense that it really doesn't affect anything it's just for like pref- personal preference mm-hmm. i enjoyed having uh, i guess i got used to that like the game boy advance where you would hold the r button and then you have access to your missiles and then you have um the missile progression infusion is done a lot better like if you once you get super missiles or you get the ice missiles you don't need regular missiles again and the game doesn't give you that option to have to cycle through to get uh, just regular old missiles again which i think in in a in a progressive type of sense it makes it, it makes i don't know it, it makes a lot more sense mm-hmm. that you're progressing you're upgrading your missiles so there's no need to revert back to just regular old missiles which this game i think does miss because the super missiles do a whole lot more damage an insane amount of damage and if you have enough then you really don't need to go back to just regular old missiles ever again but i mean that's a really small if i have to gripe about something that's the thing that i don't like however like tyler i have to end with a pro because i love that this is the first game that adds a diagonal shooting where you have eight directions mm-hmm. to shoot in
2: yeah.
1: uh, i think that's really smart that's awesome
0: yeah i love uh, that so much mm-mm.
2: That is one thing you really miss going back to play the like the original and yeah, for uh, sure. you know metroid 2 is you're like oh my god i can't shoot i can only shoot I him,
3: gotta man. wait for this guy to
2: crawl to me
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> and- oh speaking of x-ray x-ray scope mm-hmm. oh yeah i saw you wrote uh, about oh that. yeah mostly unnecessary
3: mm-hmm. mostly
1: i mean unless you really This is where I say it's mostly unnecessary. If you're a completionist, it'll make it easier, but I don't think it necessarily makes it more fun. Like I think it's more fun to go in there and try to see what breaks, what doesn't break, use uh, super bombs or use regular bombs. For me, personally, and I think X-Ray, the only place it made a difference for me was uh, one room where there's invisible platforms that you can get to, and you just need to know where they are. That's it. Yeah, that's what I wonder...
3: I wonder if they had plans for it and either took them out or didn't have time to develop, because I think they could do some pretty cool puzzling with that yeah, mm. for sure. Like, there's some pretty mm. cool like
2: to really make platforming hard. You yeah. know, we have to almost like look at it and then try to jump it. Mm. <laughs> you yeah. know, and just
0: yeah. like have to memorize where they are.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true, because I really didn't use the extra. I actually f- didn't even write it down because you don't I even, forgot it was you don't even thing. have to get it. <laughs> if you don't want no, it. No,
1: you really don't need it at yeah. all. But I don't know, underutilized. I think, does um, the remake for Metroid 2 use or bring back the X-ray scope?
2: So it doesn't bring back the scope. It brings back this thing where it's like this separate charge meter that you have for different uses, and one of the uses is it will, like, reveal secret things within your area. Uh So it kind of works similarly to that, because Mm -hmm. it's only within your scope, but
3: it's like it has scan. the same it's it actually like,
2: has yeah it's like a scan it 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 feels like you're just cheesing the game to me <laughs> in mm-hmm. a way that kind of the x-ray scope did because it doesn't really have too many practical yeah uh, like, because it seems like uses. yeah
1: it seems like spoiler alert it's going to come back in um metroid dread to some yeah. degree
2: and that um, is one thing i'm kind of gold. dreading a little bit dreading yeah. <laughs> you guys see what i did there yeah, so yeah. I did no, I didn't say it for so the game. So you the, game, is, breading, the new game that's so. coming out is
0: uh, right. Yeah. right.
3: <laughs> so should this game be remade? What do you guys think? should
0: this game be remade? What do you mean by that? Should, should they this, make a remake? Should they take this exact game and make it more uh, accessible? I think they've already done that. Should they should like they... remaster it? No, I don't think it needs it. Because that's what they've done with the original and
2: Metroid Two, and that's what a lot of people are thinking. There's, it's still going to happen at some point.
0: It kind of goes back to what we were saying before. Like with those games on the NES and uh, the Game Boy, there are limitations to the the hardware there, and to remake it and make to be able to like see your vision for that game uh, realized on the hardware that can actually keep up with that vision. Great, I think that that is a necessary remake. And like we were saying before, I don't think the hardware uh, limits this game in any way. I think it's 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 great where it's at. Take out that save room I was talking about, and you're good. Yeah, yeah. I was
3: so happy <laughs> yeah. during, that, during that direct when it was a new Metroid game, not
0: mind super, blowing Super yeah.
3: Metroid remake. I was right. like, because I was kind of thinking like they'll probably just do Super Metroid. And it doesn't need it, but they'll probably do it. But that's I what I was so worried—like just oh, cashing like, in on and Super just dread back from the dead. Like that was, mm-hmm. that's like a that's a that's a dream.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: a dream. Yeah, no, I don't
2: think it needs it.
1: No, anything past or starting with this one, but three and four don't need remakes. I'll lump four in there too because they, like Tyler mentioned, what one and two um, had to confront limitations with uh 3 and 4 just used everything that was available to them and made the perfect games for what, for the hardware that they had mm-hmm. every single resource that they had so i think that works really well because if you take it away from that setting it loses
0: charm yeah it loses for a lot sure. of its charm mm-hmm. for sure
3: They want to remake a game. I'm going off track. Let's get a modern ice climbers. I think they could do something really cool with that.
0: <laughs>
3: like, I'm serious though. Yeah, like, I've it. been thinking about that for a couple days. I put, what
0: like, about Bubble Bobble? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nobody nobody <laughs> talks Except about There Bubble we go. Bobble. <laughs> that would work.
3: <laughs> How about a, a Metroid Bubble Bobble crossover? where you More. Yes. Little, uh, yes.
0: Balls? Oh, nope
3: as-
1: as they don't, as long as they don't touch a Metroid Prime pinball, I'm good. They can do oh, whatever. Yeah. They
0: <laughs> Just preserve that legacy. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm, still, don't... I'm still waiting for a Burger Time remake. Like, favorite <laughs> favorite fun. cab of all time. <laughs> so, <fun. laughs>
3: so is this a perfect game then? Quote unquote
1: perfect game. I think it's as perfect as it gets for this genre of games with uh, this type of hardware, and and I can see why. I'll I'll, I'll talk about a little bit more, which may seem like it contradicts it. But I think this is why a lot of people epitomize this as the end all be all of the Metroidvania genre, because it really is. It it, it uses everything it has exactly the way it needs it. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, a few little gripes here and there, but that's going to happen with any game. I think to, to create a perfect game is a it's a lost cause and it really doesn't need it because a lot of the flaws that games can have also give it. Some type of uh, personality or charm. And I think with this game, it does everything exactly the way it needs to be done for it to work.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if it's, I think it is like kind of the perfect game, (laughs) like Miguel said, but I'm trying to figure out still if it's my perfect game, especially in the series, because I think, I think we touched on it like on a different episode, but I've strongly feel that there's like a Metroid for everybody Hmm. and every Metroid has its own strength for something like, you know, they they have like a little bit of a twist to them, almost like like they lean into something. But Super Metroid really just is the perfect balance on everything. Like it hits right in the center for everybody. So I think for me, it's like, is that what makes it perfect or the best game in the genre or in the series? or is it a game that like leans into a different strength more and maybe is more controversial or more divisive but it's like that high peak is higher you know what i mean but i don't want it to sound like i think this game's watered down or just like overly balanced because it's like it's yeah yeah it's not like it's boring or something like yeah. that but it's just it's not as divisive as any of the other games. And I think it's because it doesn't have its... It's just so good. It doesn't have its quirk like the other ones do. It's just mm-hmm. like... It is kind of like the overall definitive Metroid.
1: That's a good point. I feel like it takes a lot of the different elements that make the the, the other games good and brings them together to a compromise, which makes it a really good game. Because that is true. I don't think this is... And when we do the... the What's it called? <laughs>
3: the the voting hoot nanny. The voting, yeah. The
1: hoot nanny, when We make yeah. our definitive list of which one is the best for our in our personal opinion, the best yeah. <laughs> Metroid game. I still have a feeling that this is not going to be the number one spot for me, uh, just because mm. this one does use. Tyler mentioned it. The cinematic cutscenes, storytelling, and that does it wonderfully. I personally feel that Fusion does it better. But this oh. was the step. This was the step in the right direction. Man, and, we're gonna be getting into
3: that. that. I'm not gonna and, touch and, that one right now.
1: And for me, for like I mentioned that's before, cool. for me, the, the story for me, at least in this uh franchise, is what pulls me in more than anything else. And all the the little lore and the, the secrets and the storytelling that's kind of there but not really explicitly told and leaves you leaves it up to your imagination. So yeah, I think it's it's a good marriage of everything that it that the that the franchise offers. But we'll see we'll see I, I in my mind fusion is still the best but once we do the whole uh ranking of the games that i don't know we'll see if this turns up top then i'll have to eat my words but <laughs> <laughs> i think that's so, where
2: i'm kind of at just because it's like sometimes you want those little quirks you know it doesn't mean the game's perfect but right. like sometimes those quirks just make it like special and it yeah. makes it not necessarily like the definitively best game but like your favorite You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's kind. Of, I'm kind of in the same spot. I'm kind of. I don't know. I'm kind of torn on this a little bit. Like if it's going to be my favorite, but
0: I do think it's like the definitive game. So I will say, um, I love Fusion. I love Metroid Fusion so much. And Miggy saying that he thinks that the um, cinematic aspect of the game is done better in Fusion. It's not as blasphemous as I think maybe Zach takes it because I, I really, really do think it does it well, especially like you've played it like that big twist at the end. I personally really didn't see it coming. And uh, I think that it really does do a great job cinematic wise. The one thing I will say, if I can argue for Super Metroid, the thing that takes it, and it, so let me just answer the question real quick. I don't think it's a perfect video game, mm-hmm. but I do think it's a perfect Metroid game. And kind of going along with what Corbin was saying, everything that you might want from a Metroid game, Super Metroid hits it tens across the board. Um, So I I don't think it's a perfect video game because there are some stuff like there's some bosses that some of us couldn't even remember. And like that, that that doesn't make it perfect. It doesn't make it a bad game. It just doesn't make it perfect. But I do think it's a perfect Metroid game if you're looking for that. Super Metroid is the way to go. But uh, to go a, back to what I was saying, if I could make an argument for Super Metroid being the best, because it is my favorite Metroid uh, game as well. The thing that kind of bumped it up to that next level for me is the boss battle that my art is depicting behind me, and the the Mother Brain fight is so well thought out because it's not it's not really you fighting and to explain that you're, you're going through this whole, uh, planet trying to find this Metroid that Ridley stole and that had imprinted on you way back when, and you finally like get to this tunnel and this gigantic and of its namesake, super Metroid, it's huge. Metroid comes in. And, uh, I think you're like trying to fight like another creature, like it's a a side jumper or something. And you're like shooting at it. Nothing's doing damage. You're like throwing your super missiles at it and it's not doing anything. And then the super metric comes in and just start absorbing life from this thing. And you're like, crap, this thing is going to wreck me. And it totally does. And it attaches itself to you and you just watch all of your energy drain until finally it gets to your last bit of energy and your, uh, your meter, beep starts going off and then the metroid starts freaking out because it hears this meter beep and it's remembering when it imprinted on you way back when and you're like oh shoot this is that metroid and you're like oh my god it's so much bigger now and it's like it's conflicted you can tell it's like flying around like does it eat you does it not and then it just flies off and you're like okay that was that was crazy whatever i i have to uh I have to go kill mother brain so then you go and try to kill mother brain and mother brain is just destroying you as well and you're like crap what am i going to do and you're about to die and then the super metroid comes in and it absorbs this last final blow that was going to kill you uh, it takes that it uh starts protecting you like it, it hovers over you and starts taking these beams from mother brain and you can see it dying in front of you. And you're like, crap is going to die. And then it dies. And then it transfers like this energy into you. And you remember way back when that the scientists were trying to figure out a way to use Metroids in order to heal people. And it's like, yes, that is what it's doing. It's transferring its own energy into you. And then you start uh, attacking, mother brain and she can't do anything she's just taking all of your hits and then the game ends and you're like yo that was an ending so if that that's my one argument for it being top is just it takes it to that next level with that series of events and because it like it's so it connects those two games so well that's my my argument i'm gonna have to write that down that was a
1: it's a good argument. <laughs> i have to I listen to it forever now.
0: I mean, <laughs> well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you
1: don't need to write it down. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's true. <it's laughs> true. No. I'm, I'm you're, sorry, you're I forgot. If, 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 I if
3: Zoom muted that all,
0: I imagine it's <laughs> just
3: canceling.
2: We're like, <laughs> no more. Highly, no more. You no you more. have to unmute No more yourself? podcasts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, the whole time, <laughs> i <I'm laughs> muted. I'm <laughs> muted. It's just um, like Tyler. I think you're mute <laughs> <laughs> If the audio's corrupted like that, he's making metro voices. He's God. saying it in
1: Metroid. So that is, as far as boss battles go, that is, I don't know, probably one of the best ones go ever, ahead. ever in video game history for me. I, I, that's debatable because I, I am saying that right now out of emotion and out of. Uh, <laughs> I'm <memory>. hearing <laughs> that. Yeah, okay. yeah. But there is something. Speaking of the final battle, there is something that's it's done intentionally, where it doesn't feel um, like it's a like it's a cinematic, like it's only a cinematic or, or a storytelling point of, uh, plot. With the Metroid, it doesn't matter how much health you have when you get to the last part. It, that's when the cutscene. That's when the, the the game will go into uh, its next phase, right? And, and storytelling, and the Metroid will break away and all that stuff. With Mother Brain. Um, you need to have a certain amount of health before she starts firing that that super powerful blast at you, the
0: um, omega I, beam or where it's called
1: exactly. Because I found out that the hard way, I had pretty <laughs> low health and it destroyed me. So that's the beam that's supposed to link up to the next cutscene of the Metroid coming in trying to save you. But right, I had pretty low right. health because I was like, I was like, okay, well, I know what happens, I don't need that much health. Uh, it's gonna stop once i reach a certain and it did not <laughs>
0: <But> it, i <laughs> it did didn't even not. know that see <laughs> i did not even know that <laughs> yeah
1: it did not you need to fight and you need to keep a good amount of health before I think that's good though it's, mm-hmm. it's not, no, yeah, not, it's satisfying. It's not a satisfying final boss no yeah that's what i'm saying like it's perfect the way it's done in that way like if it were very needless where you don't have to put that much effort into it at the beginning it would detract a lot from <laughs> the effort you put into it
3: yeah. so the only one thing you miss Tyler is there's there's (laughs) there
0: is something that happens
3: (laughs) it's very very near and dear to my heart is that you get to save the little animals at the end every
0: time man every time
2: and I think that leads us into Miguel's lore corner (laughs)
3: Lauren's 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 Corner (laughs) wait did that actually set it up i was just gonna ask should should we save the animals or no before miguel gets into it what do you
0: cause, yeah, cause i think miguel's
3: conspiracy corner is gonna maybe change your guys answer so
0: okay so before before, before i get my mind opened up <laughs> and my third eye uh, your mother brain opened <laughs> reveal yeah. yes every time save the animals for sure
2: yeah me too yeah <laughs> easy right I mean yeah. would we I mean okay, it's said... okay. I
1: mean, a pretty simple answer but I need you guys to to put some defense into it because I'm they're animals yeah. I okay. the animals. so, so
0: the, the the little the three like monkey like green ones they teach you how to wall jump okay yeah. they they helped you out yeah now now you help them out um and the little the ostrich, ostrich thing teaches, teaches you how- yeah um yeah you are samus oh you the are the I called
2: it the ostrich <laughs> <laughs> i guess i didn't think about how close they were
0: uh you're samus uh you are the protector of things i don't know that's not really explained in the games but yeah i, I feel like that's <laughs> yeah, true you described <laughs> as a bounty hunter yeah, so. Right. so maybe All maybe not but Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. You know, I you hear it destroyed
2: more things yeah. than you've saved. But um, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'd like to consider Samus to be a good person at heart. Yeah, yeah. And I think good people save animals.
2: Yeah. I think so. You're coming off of Metroid 2 where she saves the yeah. last yeah. Metroid. You that was There you go.
0: That's a great point. You're this coming off defense, of that game. Yeah.
2: And you're like, <laughs> obviously, she's getting a heart,
3: you know? And, and like, like right. OK, if she wouldn't have saved that. Yeah, it wouldn't have saved you would have. Now, granted, she probably wouldn't have been in that situation, but. Maybe just well, so. boom.
2: Who's the same? Who's the same? Case case right.
0: closed. Super super steel locked doors cannot be dismantled. Go ahead, Mickey.
2: As airtight argument.
1: <laughs> so I mentioned it in the previous one. Or there's there's a theory out there that saving, and I'm gonna mention it just because I did the research into it. So I would feel like it would be uh in my best interest to at least try to name these animals, the edicoons mm-hmm. and the decoras. So the edacoons are the little monkey like things and the decoras are the ostrich. Or in this case, the only ostrich thing. The that the
2: ewoks have. and the chocobos. Um,
1: ewoks and chocobos. Although are they really ewoks? They, they're not don't animals, That's what I thought they were. Else. I
3: like I like how chunky Ewoks are yeah that's true these,
1: yeah these are too slim to be ewoks
2: <laughs> okay don't don't fat shame the animals
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're thing. Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> so okay talking about from a uh, gameplay point of view that's where a lot of speedrunners they bypass this simply because it does not affect the completion level of the game whether you save them or not um, but it will take away seconds from your speed run. So this is where a lot of speed runners choose consciously to just overlook that. Uh, I, like, because... I like how
2: you added that consciously. they
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> consciously. No, because, okay, so this, this is one thing that I found out. This is one thing I found out doing research. People will do charity events based off speed runs of Metroid and they'll have
0: people what? put money what you, wait, can, can people, you explain that?
1: What? Yeah, so they'll they'll have people Oh
0: yeah, put like the money. game's done quick. They'll no, I I know what a, a speedrun. What do you mean they do charity ch- events? Charity. They'll
3: they'll play yeah. speedrun the game live and people will donate money while they're playing.
0: Got it. Okay, I thought people were like I'm going to give $50 if they can get under this amount.
1: No, oh. no, no. So here's the thing. They'll give money to decide whether the speedrunner saves the animals.
0: <laughs> they not. bet on it. Oh
1: my <laughs> God. <laughs> they literally do. So they'll give people the option. Whichever <laughs> option has the most money at the end is the option that they'll do. Okay. <laughs> so people will put money, people oh, money awesome. into whether they should save the animals or not. And that's the, that's the, what, what, what
0: wins out most of the time. What do most people uh, want to see happen?
1: I think it's pretty even. It's pretty even. Okay. Half the times people will say yes. People uh, Half the time will say no. Because I guess it's more of a moral issue right? yeah. more than anything else because it affects nothing in the gameplay. Well, if you're putting
2: it, it that way, that's wallet. where it's kind of, that's kind of scary that it's 50-50 when, if it's a
0: moral issue. <laughs> <laughs> well, Keep in is- mind, <laughs> these animals that we're talking about are pixels in a game and uh, do not exist, but whatever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is the end of a very emotional <laughs> that ride.
1: That is true. That is very true. <laughs> is <an> <laughs> yeah, everything here has been up to morality. Which, Speaking of, there's another, we'll have to talk about this some other time.
0: Uh, Uh, but have you
1: guys heard about the shopping cart theory speaking of morality
0: Uh, um is this like a um, one of those like tests like if you had five people on a track and one person on another track would you switch the train to go to the one person
1: in a sense but it's very non-consequential in the
0: in the same way that this game is oh is it like you have to return your cart when you go grocery shopping
1: yeah it's basically like what dictates whether a person returns their shopping cart or not because there's no consequences to whether you don't there's no consequences to if you do it really boils down to are you a good person or are you not
0: right like, you really i watch this up. guy on youtube called the cart narc and that's like his whole thing <laughs>
1: yeah but here's
0: the thing is
3: if i if everyone puts their cart away we're taking away somebody's job That's not
2: true they collect the carts from the stations (laughs) and take them back to the store
3: now now i'm just now i'm just in like get uh, him off of this i just want to debate
1: (laughs) he's trying to make a case for never returning the shopping
3: carts oh no
2: no. who have Um, we aligned ourselves with
1: (laughs) this boils down to that same type of like mentality because whether you save the animals or not they come back in fusion
0: Oh. those specific oh. animals or <laughs> is it just the now, same species
1: well that's that's where the debate comes in because okay, cuz in
0: fusion there's like monkey ones like like spider monkey looking ones and it's different uh, from
1: it's the same ones, same is, ones. is it species i get I look it or it's the exact same oh species. maybe that's what it is and it's that never mm, it's never implicitly told that it's the exact same ones that you rescued off. uh in, in super metroid but there's strong implication that it is the same ones um that you rescue off of metroid so
0: oh yeah you're exactly right it's so it's like different graphics but they are the same
1: right uh-huh. updated graphics but it's the exact same got it, got it, it got it whether okay. it's the same ones is still up for debate okay but that's where the whole uh argument for them not being saved comes in. There's some people, and this is one that doesn't hold to too much water, uh, but it might have some type of influence in whether you save these animals and all that. So there's, there's some people that argue that these were ex-parasites that had already transformed into eticons and, and dracons. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they infiltrate the, the space station that you find yourself in in fusion, which that one's debunked because... It's at least implied that the way the ex-parasite gets into the station is through Salmon's suit after she gets infected.
0: And they were already there oh, before yeah. she even arrives.
1: Right, exactly. And they were already there before she even arrives. So that one's debunked, but then there's this other theory that says they could be at least carriers for the ex-parasite. Uh, And that one makes a little more sense because when we get to fusion, we can talk about a lot more, but these animals are never attacked by the X parasites. Everything else in the station does get attacked, absorbed, and it multiplies to ridiculous uh, numbers to the point where you have different uh, SAXs throughout the station where you destroy one, then you find out, oh, there's more in the station Uh, because that's the nature of them, right? To multiply. So one thing that is thrown in there, I guess in fusion, kind of like a throwaway line is that, oh, they have no special skills, and that's why the X-Parasites didn't attack them. But in this game, it's established that they teach you wall jumping and shine sparking. So there's those are those are abilities that Samus didn't have before. Uh, so could they at least be carriers for the X-Parasite and just propagate it uh, the way that the X multiplied in the station? Maybe. Maybe. And it seems like... In this game, it's heavily implied if you do save them. Uh, the only thing that changes is that at the end you see like a small little ship leaving uh, planet Zebes.
0: A little pixel.
1: Right. So these things know how to pilot ships because they don't <laughs> escape. They don't escape on your. They don't escape on your ship. They don't escape with you. They
0: escape. They escape on heaven. the wreck ship. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: could it be an escape pod from the wreck ship? That's a possibility because that's the only. If it's other... an escape oh. pod,
0: then they at least have intelligent enough to like, I don't know, hit Activate the button it or, or whatever.
1: Right, yeah. because then infusion. So this is where their intelligence is bumped up a little bit more. Infusion. Adam can't pilot the ship back to Samus at the very, very last stage, and he does tell Samus, "I used help from these guys," and it shows mm. them. So they're intelligent enough to pilot.
3: Whoa. At least to a
1: very basic level.
3: I mean, Craig and Ridley are space pirates, so. Right, exactly. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) All these gigantic
1: monsters can be commanders and space pirates and have small buttons. So it would make, at least in this universe, it makes sense that these things know how to pilot a ship like it wouldn't be that far-fetched when, when... Why they need your help at all to begin with is beyond me Wait, <laughs> if they know when... how to pilot ships why don't you just get on one to begin
0: with and get off of there
3: when when kraid pilots a ship does he shoot his belly button
0: <laughs> <laughs> you definitely can't reach it
1: yeah yeah <laughs> Um, you need bigger controls yeah his his arms are too stubby to reach so. i'm just
2: thinking like <laughs> they wouldn't make him a control board or something that was appropriate yeah. sized. he would have to be working with no. small buttons yeah <laughs> <laughs> he'd have to be working with normal size controls and That's
1: well they could be to... they could be carriers of the ex-parasite they just have i guess some type of advanced, immunity almost yeah, yeah immunity to them that doesn't let the the parasites absorb them um so then it becomes more than a moral issue if that's true and that, that's a big if because at this point we don't know for sure maybe they'll make a comeback in dread we'll see maybe they will be a little bit more revealing to them uh but these things show up at at least past or starting at three they show up at really crucial points where they affect Samus' success rate mm.
2: yeah that's true sense. Mm-hmm. so it makes
1: them very like gray characters and there. are they there to help or are they there for a different purpose <laughs> and if it's a different purpose then what is that purpose again that's one of the theories that they are carriers for the ex parasite it's not their fault but killing them at Zebes would reduce the amount of uh, x parasite spread in the universe <laughs> so it becomes more of a more than a moral issue it becomes an ethical issue should you kill these things to save a good chunk of the universe or do you save them <laughs> I, I
2: love it i love well, it i love I the lower corner
1: well did you guys have
3: any final thoughts then on Super <clears throat> metroid
2: my final thought is i can't wait for the lower corner for fusion
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that one's gonna get even heavier <laughs> <laughs> <Just to play.
2: laughs> no i really i mean i think that super metroid is just so like it is it's a really special game you know it's special it's i think it's like really like a uh a master class in attention to detail. You know, just thinking about those small little details that are really going to affect the game. Yeah. And you know, that's a huge takeaway from Super Metroid is even the little details really count to to making it a full experience.
1: I think my final thought with this game is that the overall impression that we have on this game needs to change slightly. In 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 the sense that for a big chunk of people, this is like the end all of the Metroidvania style of games. This is the perfect game. Nothing else is going to top this. And I just think, while the game definitely deserves its merit and and its praise and everything everything that it has everything positive that it has coming to it is very very well deserved. But I think that type of mentality where you close that or you make that the gap of what video games can be can really limit to what future video games can do. And I think this was an example of taking risks that really paid off. So I think that's the biggest, instead of thinking of this as the perfect game or the end all be all, to take the, the risk that it, that it made and try to implement that into future games, take those risks and see what you can come up with.
0: That's good. I, I didn't even think about it like that, but um, I think my final thoughts on it are if you <clears throat> haven't played it, if you have a Switch or a Wii. You can you can find it uh, if you haven't played in a while. I would say pick it back up again because it, it is a great replay as well.
3: Yeah. My final thought Jeez. is that it really is super. <laughs> Roll credits. <It> <laughs> <It takes everything. laughs> <You know? laughs> well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, thank you so much, Tyler, for coming on being a guest. Thank you for uh, having me. I want to give a shout out to tyler's podcast back to good if you like podcasts you like to laugh (laughs) you should listen to that podcast really good those are the homies over there so
0: yeah if you like uh legend of zelda zach actually came on to our most recent episode um talking about zelda so if you like that take a listen
3: (laughs) absolutely go check them guys out back to good And thank you also to our Patreons. Thanks to Jonathan Chang. Give him a shout out too. He's part of the Back to Good podcast crew, Mm. Uh, but we want to give him a shout out as well for being a Patreon being a supporter.